May I speak in the name of the living God, who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Whatever happens, conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. Okay, so what have you given up for Lent? Is it chocolate? Sugar? Or maybe you've been really brave and it's coffee or alcohol. Lent is, of course, a time for giving things up, beating ourselves up, feeling guilty and being thoroughly miserable, isn't it? No. Absolutely not. One of the big mistakes that people make about Christianity when viewing it from the outside is that it's all about rules and regulations. Thou shalt not do this and thou shalt not do that. People even talk of the Bible as a rule book for telling us how to live our lives. If this were the case, we might spend a great deal of time feeling guilty or unworthy. The title given today to today's passage from Philippians in your sermon series is The Gospel Way. Even this title can be a little confusing as the word gospel is of course often used for the four books of the Bible, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. But of course, as we all know, the word gospel doesn't refer to a, a book, but actually means good news. So what, at its heart, is the gospel way that St. Paul is describing here and encouraging the people of Philippi and us to live I think the clue is in the first line of the passage we've just heard. Whatever happens, conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. You see, Jesus didn't come with a rule book or even a set of ethical guidelines. Jesus didn't come with a list of ways of how to rule your life. Jesus came with good news, a gospel to proclaim. The joy of the Bible is that it is not a rule book, but is a rich collection of story, of revelation, of wisdom, of prophecy, and so much else. It's a rich treasure trove, all of which points to relationship. Our faith is not a religion of the book, but a religion of relationship. The whole of the New Testament points emphatically towards relationship. It tells of a God who loves and cares for his people so deeply that he sends his son to restore right relationship, not to tell us off. 
the gospel way is fundamentally about right relationships. Right relationships with God and right relationships between God's people, you and me. In writing to the Christians in Philippi, Paul is calling the Philippians to right relationship with one another. To right relationship with him, Paul, and most importantly and centrally, right relationship with God in Jesus Christ. Throughout his letters, Paul is using the relationships he has built up with the various communities to point not to himself, but to Jesus. He reminds the Philippians here that the gospel, the good news that he preached to them, was focused on the love and acceptance of God in Jesus Christ. And the great prayer at the end of that passage is a clear reminder of the depth of that relationship. That wonderful passage that talks of the humility of Jesus. A God who loves his people so much that he sends his only son in all humility. A relationship that is so strong and so self-giving that God is prepared to give his very self on the cross. The build-up to this passage, though, does not even start with Jesus, with the incarnation. It goes right back through the whole history of the ancient people of God. It goes back through all of those stories that are so familiar to us. For it is the story of a people, a people in Israel, who progressively from one relationship to the next have broken relationships and relationships restored. Think of Adam and Eve, of Abraham, of Isaac, of Jacob, Moses, Joseph, Samuel, David, Solomon, the prophets. Each story is a story of relationship. Relationship with the people within the people, within the people of Israel, but fundamentally a relationship between those people and God reflecting the relationships. It is consistently a narrative of relationships broken, distorted, bent, and restored. And in Jesus, it culminates in the most profound relationship of all, the relationship of the Incarnation. The relationship of Jesus coming amongst us as human and being one of us. God risks 
all by inviting his people into a direct and intimate relationship. For our God is first and foremostly a God of relationship, which is why our faith is a faith built on relationship. We see it in the image of the Trinity. God as Father, Son and Spirit, completely self-sufficient within themselves, totally in love and in harmony with one another, not needing anyone or anything else. And yet, in the infinite love of the Trinity, inviting each one of us to participate in the life of the Trinity. God in Trinity invites us to be a part of that relationship, each one of us, in profound love. Giving things up for Lent is great, as is taking things up. But not to punish ourselves or beat ourselves up or even to feel better about ourselves. In giving things up, we are refocusing, recalibrating, taking a step back to, re to rediscover and reconsider our priorities. And as we re refocus, it is our relationships that we focus on. Primarily, our relationship with God. But out of that flows our relationship one with another. Our relationships in our families, with our neighbours, with our networks, at work, with colleagues, within the church. The gospel way, the good news of Jesus Christ, is that God comes to us in love and unite, invites us into an intimate relationship with God's self and calls us to have right relationships one with another. Lent, then, is first and foremostly a time to restore right relationships. That is the gospel way. As Paul said to the people of Philippi, make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and of mind, one mind. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves. Not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of the others. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. Amen.